the KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. What did you think of the last match they had the semi-final? It was a close game, wasn't it? It was a tight game, yeah. It was a tight game, but they came out well. So they done well. Like. I never doubted them for a second. I knew they'd come back. Um, look, it was a close game up until the last few minutes, luckily. I thought they were very good, very good, but they need more forwards. Uh, all girls are going to win. They'll win be four points. It'll be just, just about. Just, they, they, they only got over the line in the last couple of matches by a pint. Yeah. You know, man, so it'll, be, it'll probably be as close again. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be tough now. Though. These lads are, these Galway lads are tough. Like, so I, I reckon two or three points will be in the, in the end. Or Lock and Gales. Lock is to win by about one, two or three points. Somewhere in between. Yes, more views and comments from people out and about on the streets. Uh, we're broadcasting live from the New Park Shopping Centre, previewing the Auckland Gales match at the weekend. Go on, Auckland! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're all actually. Actually, we were looking for somebody to shout, "Go on, Auckland!" Hold on a second. Sorry, what's your name? Alan Rochford. Alan Rochford. Um, are you an Auckland supporter, or are you just? Yeah, my daughter plays Camogie as well with the ladies' teams there. So. Well, I don't know whether you knew this. We've been uh, here all morning broadcasting in the New Park Shopping Centre with uh, thanks to all of the business, but one of the businesses that's done something really, really special. They fed us all morning long. It's McCarthy's Super Value. And you know what they said to me a few moments ago? They said, if anybody shouts, go on to Lachlan's, I'll give them a, a 50 euro gift card. There you go, there's a 50 euro gift card for McCarthy's. Uh, yeah, he's heading in now. Are you heading into the shopping? I'm going to do it. I'm going. We're going to do it right now, do a bit of shopping, so. <laughs> well, you get rid of it pretty quickly as well. Um, great to have you with us. One on Auckland! Hey, you got another one. Now. Hey, you got the joys of outside broth. Back! Are we back on order? We're back on order. Oh, we're going over here now. Hold on a second. Ellie and Orla have joined us from Ruby, 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 Ruby's. We've been giving away uh, f- uh, free vouchers for blow dries from Ruby's um, all morning. Are you busy? Busy, very busy. Now, I know you're Ellie and Orla, but I've got no idea which one is Ellie and which one is Orla. I'm Ellie. I'm Orla. Okay, so Orla's been busy. Ellie, have you been busy as well? Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, you popped over. You've asked us if you could have a little chat to us. Uh, um, it's Presumably, it's not to give me advice on my hair. So what is it that you wanted to talk about? We are heading to Tanzania and Africa this summer as part of a local-based charity in Kilkenny. Um, it's Kilimanjaro Direct. So you're both heading over there. It's run by Sheila Ryan, is it? And what was your inspiration in terms of doing that? Um, one of the girls actually went with her sister. They went, Sheila taught them in school um, and they said it was the best two weeks of their life. So I said, we'll do something different. And uh, did you start talking about this in the canteen and decide to do it together? Or did you sort of both be aware of it independently before you decided to do it? Um, well, I wanted to do it and then I was going to go by myself. And then Ellie said she'd come with me. So, I was like, so Ellie, I did, you need, did you need much roping in? Yeah, she kind of dragged me into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't look like you have to be dragged very hard. No. What are you hoping to experience when you go over there? Um, just helping other people, I think. You know, I think we're very lucky here. I think we kind of forget how lucky we are. So I think it'd be nice to do something different. So. Yeah. And do you need to do some fundraising before you go? Yeah. Um, so our first part of fundraising we're doing, we're actually raffling off a hamper um, on Monday the 29th of January um, in the Lyrath um, from 6pm to 8pm. Um, so that's the first thing we're going to be doing. So that's what we're trying to get out there. And when are you going again? The last two weeks of yeah, May. Last two weeks of May. Last two weeks of May. You're going to be doing um, voluntary work over there? Yeah. 
volunteering in schools. We won't be building house or anything. I don't think we're quite out for that now, but we'll be doing <laughs> Actually, you never know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Ellie and Orla from Ruby's, um, I'd better let you go back to work before the boss yeah. starts giving out. Because you've given away those um, free blow dry riches. Ladies, thanks for popping over. Good luck in Tanzania. Enjoy your trip when you do get there. Um, the fun of outside broadcasting. Off they go. Back to work. Yeah, see, it's a Friday. People will do anything to get out of work for a bit. I, I, I just need to go and speak to the guys on the KCLR Daily. Uh, and two people, I suppose, who have done similar joining us now. Peter Cullen, food and beverage manager um, from the New Park Hotel. Uh, great to have you here with us today. Thanks very much, Brian. Um, uh, Friday, food and beverage manager. You managed to get time to come down and pop to us. How, how did that work out? It was great uh, to, to get out of the hotel for a few minutes. Uh, I, I go Go around the community, see what's going on, and, and especially where Lachlan's now the, the weekend. So, And will you get time to go up to the match yourself? You probably I, won't. Will I you? won't, I won't. But I might get a sneak peek of it in the bar, maybe, or something like that uh, during Sunday. And, I mean, hotels come out of a very, very, very busy time of year in the build-up to Christmas. Does it ease off in January at all, or does it just keep on rolling? It does. It eases off a little bit. It gets uh, a, a little bit quieter, but the weekends are always busy. And, um, like, with the new park, it's... It's always busy. There's always something going on. There's, some, there's always a, um, family occasions or afternoon tea or carvery or whatever. Um, so it's uh, it's always busy. I read an amazing stat about the new park just recently, actually. Um, I think it was 10,000 weddings have been hosted there since the hotel's opening in 1966. Yeah, it will be. Um, very renowned for our weddings. Um, do... A lot of them every year. Um, I, I suppose. Look, it, it, it's really about the food and uh, the service in the new park that that we strive to um, continue to deliver to people and offer to them yeah, and everything else. Yeah, I'm just thinking exactly. about the fact you've got ten thousand weddings since 1966. I'm not going to ask you to do the maths, but that's probably somewhere north of the population. Of, well, it's a lot of weddings, that's for sure. Um, but in terms of Children born into families of people who've been married in the New Park Hotel is probably enough to fill uh, the population of Kilkenny. Um, it's, it's a great success story going back all those times, but you want to pop over and wish all the team at O'Loughlin Gales well this weekend. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, some, of, some of them actually worked in the New Park, so um, well, Stephen Murphy, the goalie there, he, he, he worked in the New Park many years ago, and um, Mikey's, uh, Mike Butler's uh, a member of the head club, and, and there's, there's others as well. Um, so yeah, we wish them all the best now on Sunday, and all going well. They'll 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 beat them by a few goals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're the most optimistic person we've come across so far. <laughs> Everybody else has been talking about a point, maybe two, but we'll take it either way. Uh, New Park Hotel, family owned, family run. It must be great to be able to celebrate all those moments of families in and around the area, be it from the weddings through to christenings and confirmations and. 40ths and anniversaries and everything else. It must be great for you to see, you know, customers returning time and time again. No, absolutely. We get christenings and they go, Peter, how's it going? Yeah, you married me. Or we didn't marry you, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, did, you, you, you married me and we're now we're back <laughs> to the christening. <laughs> you did you did the wedding 10 years ago or whatever and it, it is great. You, you, you hear it the whole time. Um, it, it's brilliant. And even for weddings, you get... Oh, my, my parents got married here, my grandparents got married here, 
Um, I'm there a good few years now, so I'm starting to hear the grandparents got married there now. So, <laughs> Well, if anybody's looking to get married, contact Peter Cullen from the food and beverage manager at the New Park Hotel. Um, I, I don't mean to actually marry him, but you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? he'll look after everything else in that for you as well. How's 2024 looking? Booking's you know, pretty strong, I would very suggest good, already. Very good, yeah, yeah, really strong. Um, I suppose, look, with COVID, after coming out of 2022 and 2023, it's probably not as much of that, but... Um, but really strong year, good year ahead, uh, good team there to, to keep us going as well. So, um, Lots to look forward to. Lots to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, you mentioned yeah, the team absolutely. there. Um, just finally, I mean, one of the challenges that we've been hearing people in the sector talking about is staffing. I mean, employment is so strong at the moment. Uh, you've said you've been there for years. I'm sure a lot of the other team members have been as well. Um, is that a challenge for everybody in the hotelier sector at the moment? I think it is, yeah. Um, look, we're... We're very strong in our training and uh, and our um, and our employment and, and to try to to try keep people there as well. So like I'm there 25 years. Our head chef Paul Murphy, he's there 23 years. Um, Niall Dunn, our general, one of our general managers, he's there 22 years. And I have I have a girl to train me in. She she's she's there and she's there. Over 30 years <laughs> this year, so yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's it great. Says a lot about the new Park Hotel. Um, anything special planned for the weekend? I mean, it'll be probably people thinking about, well, you know, if we're going to come back from the match and celebrate, where would we pick up a decent bit of carvery or a bit of dinner? We'll get back to Kenny before we have something. Yeah. Um, expecting Friday, sorry, Sunday afternoon to be exceptionally busy. I would say there's probably a lot of the Lockings people gone to Crow Park, so we might we might be missing a few of them, but um, but we'll have everyone else in. It'll be should be very busy now Sunday. Uh, Sunday is one of the busiest days, especially for the Carvery. Um and afternoon tea, um, lunch parties as well. So yeah, it's going to be a busy one. There's nothing like a good Carvery any day of the week. And I'll be talking to Ken McGuire, and um, we'll be talking all things food in a few moments. So I'm we'll get Ken's view on what makes a good Carvery. But for now, uh, Peter Cullen, the food and beverage manager from the New Park Hotel, thank you very very much for popping down to see us on the KCLR Daily. No problem, right? Thanks very much. Great to have you, Ken McGuire. You've been a uh, Busy all morning. You're busy every morning, I oh, know, yeah. but busy out here with us on the outside broadcast this afternoon. Um, food on Friday. We love talking food. We talk food on Monday as well when we do funny, our taste Funny how we just got roped in for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, but tell me, uh, what makes a good carvery? Uh, oh, what makes a good carvery? Uh, Ethnic's here as well. We get Ethnic's here as well. What makes Choice, turnover, price. Before, before, because I, I see the lads from Newport going away, uh, I just want to say they're doing a really, really, really good job on the, the food and the beverage side of things. We did a family wedding there last uh, September-ish, maybe it was late late enough last year, and we, we've had a couple of kind of private family gather, like you can book a, you know, kind yeah, of a, yeah. a room and you'll get you know 10 or 15 people in for dinner uh, and do that. Never, never fails. Always just like, like you know, top top-notch stuff <laughs> you know from, from a food point of view and from a service point of view and it's lovely and it's relaxed and the staff are super friendly uh and continued in, in, in theory getting it right like that is quite an easy concept obviously a lot more, more difficult to, to, to do in practice but i mean just offer good service great food they're a reasonable value price keep people comfortable and you're on to a success and a winning story and you reckon new park are doing it yeah you, th you you would you would think that and you'd you'd hope that as well but like he's saying i mean uh like i i, I don't know Peter well. I'd know I'd know of him from school days, but twenty five years in in one spot there, and they've a lot of staff who've been there 
a very long time. Yeah, you do. You know, there's an awful lot of experience that's brought in for it, yeah, and that's what's that's what's making it. That's for Carvery question, Ethnic Quirk. Um, you know, you start enjoying that line and um, the cue for the Carvery. The first question is generally speaking, what are you having? We're talking in meat terms. What are you having? I'm actually not a fan of Carvery, so <gasps> I oh tend to have uh, yeah, I tend to avoid places on a Sunday that actually do Carvery. Is that really bad? Really? Listen, if I was getting something, what would I have? Uh, oh. Probably the fish. Oh, no. On a carvery. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Where you go yeah, away? no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a fan. Okay, roast beef, carvery. You got roast beef. Would you I'll, I'll do something that I get, like carvery is something I won't do it at home. I won't roast the beef every day. I won't roast a chicken. I tell although I tend not to order chicken <laughs> when I go out anyway. Uh, no beef off a of carvery every day. I'm and not a big yeah. beef. I'm not a big beef fan, <laughs> and I, I don't I, I, like I, standing I, in I, queues I, for my food. You've already been banned from this conversation. <laughs> Please stay quiet for a moment. Well, I go back for the trifle though. I'll come back to you in a moment. <laughs> We're going to talk about Ooh, carvery. I'm dismissed. Dismissed. <laughs> um, Ken, yes. uh, that other question. Extra, extra scoop of mash? Oh, yeah. Oh, every single time. I'll tell you what my favourite thing is for carvery. We wouldn't go carveries often, but certainly when the children were very, very young, we always, when we were out, went for the carvery. Why, Etna, do you think, when children very, very young, toddler age, would you go to the carvery? Because they give you a baby bowl. Yes, yeah. nothing like a baby bowl. I, I do remember the baby bowl, and I was a fan of the baby bowl. It usually ended up all over me, but yeah, the baby uh, bowl is yeah, a winner, yeah, all right. Yeah, nothing like it. Food in general, Ken, around Kilkenny, uh, it's... it's, it's Doing great, phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal work. We were talking up in Thomastown last week um, to the head chef up in Lai, up in oh, John Mount Juliet. Mount yeah, Juliet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, um, and they've Lady just Helen. they've just gone for um, uh, their first. What do you say? It's the their first uh, set uh, menu, set yeah. tasting nine course tasting menu with a vegetarian tasting menu as well. And actually, strangely, the best piece of advice that he gave me was to do the simple things well. We actually had a, yeah. a Michelin star chef in, and we ended up talking about mashed potato. Yeah, yeah, you did. You can build your. That's. Uh, I can uh, dumb anything down me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth on that one and say no comment. But it, but it is. It's it's the simplest of things. I was having a chat with John Walsh. Oh, he won't mind me uh, explaining this conversation. Uh, I've been cooking venison this week at home. Uh, sausages, rasher or sausage rasher, junior mac, and uh, sausages, burgers, uh, and I I slow cooked a leg last night. Uh, I turned it off at about half seven, quarter to eight this morning. So it's had about 14, 13, yeah. 13, 14 hours kind of slow cooked on the bone. It's going to be mighty when I get back. Yeah. Uh, but he, I, I said, right, I'll, I'll bring, I brought him in some sausages and a few other bits and bobs this morning. I was like, what are you going to do with it? It's like, you know, thinking it'll be something like really, really elaborate. And he's like, no, onion gravy, really simple. And creamy mash. Yeah. Really simple. <laughs> you, you do not have to over complicate food. But you love that. You love food that much. You've got your own podcast. You can on food. Yeah. Um, what if, when's the next episode due? What happened in the last episode? Tell us about it. Uh, so uh, in, in its in its current iteration, it's every Sunday morning. Uh, episodes are available from seven eight o'clock in the morning. There's a newsletter that precedes that. So if you're the kind of person who likes to listen, uh, you'll get all of the food news of the week. Uh, in f I, I my aim is to do it in five five minutes or less. Wow. So uh, your uh, food news served fresh on Sunday morning. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> just, in, just in time for your cup of coffee and it'll get you through it. If you like the longer read, like leafing through the, you know, the back of the business post for the food stories, you'll get the written word side of things as well. So, you, you know, there's loads of links and loads of stuff that go along with that. Uh, but it's every, every Sunday morning, canonfood.com. And what's the food news that this week, coming this weekend? Uh, food news uh, this weekend. There's a couple of things uh, that are on the radar. Irish Cheese Awards were announced uh, during the week. Um, uh, we have a country 
country that is awash with amazing uh, cheese producers, all 32 counties. Uh, so they are open for business now. The judging takes place in March. The awards are taking place in April. The Irish Restaurant Awards nominations opened as well this week. Um, so that would be I a big need, one I for local eateries. I need this in my eateries. life, I need this podcast in my life. Yeah. cheese I can get behind. Oh, yeah. Yummy with some relish or some chutney. I'd eat that yeah. all day long. But you long. look at what, what Elizabeth's doing in, in Carlow. Absolutely. Uh, and with the, the farmer's market in Carlow and stuff as well. I yeah. know she's, she's a member of... The uh, Irish Farm Irish Farmhouse Cheesemakers Association. It's their awards um, that are taking place. But the Restaurant Awards is a big one. So nominations opened uh, yesterday. They run until the end of the month. But that's where you will have, uh, like you know, on the on the Kilkenny side of things, you know, everybody will be going uh, on the Carlow side of things. Everybody will be going after best restaurant, wine experience, recognition for chefs, for staff for training and development you get the local awards uh goes into the regional awards in april time so uh the four provinces and then the winners there go through to the all ireland side of things in may well, big, a big deal though. a big deal it sounds fantastic um where can we subscribe to that podcast uh, anywhere you get your podcast, guys. Just Spotify, check out <laughs> Apple Podcasts or sign up for the newsletter, kennelfood.com. And I see you, you, you ground in your own beans and everything. You'll be roasting uh, them. I'm, I'm turning roasting pure them and food snob them this year. Like. Come here, I just want to say, Deirdre Drummy uh, back in studio has been in touch to say she's with me down with the carveries. I, I'm not one to have the yeah, final word around Deirdre's from Cork. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And upset about that one. So we don't need to worry about that too much. Um, but uh, Ken and I, you see, he, he does a podcast and has his own website on food. He knows what he's talking about. Okay. Pod, pod, school. Andy likes carveries. Hashtag school. <laughs> Andy likes carveries. Absolutely. Ken, uh, pleasure. Uh, it's, 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 it's pleasure to have you with us here on the case. You know, Thanks. I'll, I'll, be here, I'll be here all day. I know. <laughs> Thankfully, because if you're not here, we'll probably be off air. Um, it's great to have a little bit of chat about food. And, uh, you said check out that podcast kenonfood.com um, Ken on food anywhere you'll get your podcast it sounds great and a short little snippet a nice neat bite in terms of news from the food world uh, we're getting ready to start our Friday panel joining us from the Friday panel today Aoife Ward and Councillor Eugene McGuinness and they'll be both here we'll be talking about uh, looking forward to the weekend as well The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air online and on smart speaker yeah, but it, like, isn't, isn't it wouldn't it be an incredible achievement to win the three, though, for mm. Kenny? And I suppose, look, at it, it's been a debate here in Gold for a while. We said there was a restructure of our championship uh, last year, where there's, we have a senior, then we have a senior B competition, which is a new competition, which is an 18 competition. But unfortunately, we here in Galway would feel, well, myself in particular, that very often we say, you know, the the intermediate champions, for instance, are, you know, they're the 25th team in Galway. By the time you go down to your junior yeah. team, you go down another levels where I think, you know, Kerry in football, Kenny in Ireland operate at a different level in terms of they don't have as many senior clubs. So therefore, as you go down the ranks, you're beating a better quality of team. I don't know, will there be a pressure though, really, either. I think, you know, Brian Hogan, I think the pressure for O'Loughlin's will be, listen, you know, it's another game. Obviously, you, you, you'll try to wrap it up like that is obviously not another game but if you win it you're all Ireland Club champions and that they have never done it and that's, that's that's the pressure they're under they won't be thinking about kind of you know setting Kilkenny records you know again either manager probably Tara Moran would take a two points to one victory they don't mind about the quality it's all about getting your name uh, on the roll of honour when the final is over so I think I think both teams are going into it and you're you're right like it's it's an unlikely final I mean I couldn't believe the odds that Bally Gunner were coming into the Thomas game. 
no more than that. I'd say Bally Hale were probably favourites for the All Ireland without a ball being poked even the Kilkenny Championship. So, to a degree, the two teams now were probably saying, "Look at we, you know, to use the term again, we we need to take advantage here." Um, it's hard to see who's favourites. Um, I think Thomas's, you know, they will have a healthy respect for Kilkenny opposition here. No Galway team beats a Kilkenny team easily. I think Lachlan's are coming in nice way. You know, the victory over Cushendall might have been undervalued a bit because Cushendall are a serious team. You only have to see the amount of guys that are on the Antrim senior team as well. They always produce at club level. So that was a very good victory as well. I think their ability to eke out uh, results when things are going against them. Well, they, was it one six to a point they were down? Was it after twelve minutes in the cushion doll game? Yeah. And like so, they they don't do panic. They know what they're about, and they have look at they have Mikey Butler, Lawler, and Deegan. You know, Thomas's have Connor Cooney. They have David Burke, which is a huge advantage them because David Burke is a leader on the field. Uh, will dictate how they play. Will dictate you know. Um, where the game can be won and lost for them, um, it's a it's an unbelievable recovery in that time frame from the Crucius injury. Um, but he's a huge player for them. So I think all of these players will know that this is a wonderful opportunity for both teams. And <laughs> dare I say it, like you have to take it because you do not know when you're back again. Sarah from Galway Bay FM, Sean Walsh's um, very own Galway Bay FM sports correspondent looking ahead to the game on Sunday. And you can hear that full interview, that full chat with Shane um, coming up on Scoreline this Saturday. But of course, on Friday at this time, it's time for the Friday panel. Uh, joining us for today's Friday panel, councillor Eugene McGuinness, uh, local councillor, and of course, club supporter, and Eva Ward, uh, Camogie player, um, very much involved in the media now, a girl of the village, but nevertheless a player from Clara, uh, you're both very welcome along to uh, the Friday panel. Eugene, if I come to you, you're very well connected to the club and you said you have been since you were a boy. Oh yes, I, I've been a member of the club and involved with the club since I was in uh, John's school. I mean, we played hurling up there when I was very, very young. And at that time, there was a, a galvanised shed at the end of the field, as you would see it now. I mean, to see the club having expanded and having uh, done so well, I mean, it's fantastic. It's great for the club, it's great for St. John's, but it's, it was a huge investment at the time. Uh, and my father was actually involved in that and secured that field up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to see it grow in my lifetime is just fantastic. And now that we're in uh, a great final, I mean, we have so much to look forward to, and the community spirit and the talk and the banter and the experts that I meet. I'm no expert in hurling, even though I attend all the Lachlan's games, obviously. But to, to be able to sit down and to hear that banter is fantastic, you know. Also joining us on today's Friday panel, Eva Ward. Uh, Eva, great for coming in. Thanks for having us uh, along. I, I wanted to get um, the viewpoint of uh, a former Camogie player, a female in that regard, because we've had so many male voices in terms of sports, but we've also had not just the success of Thomastown and Tullaros Birkin, um, we've had great success within the Camogie world this year as well here in Kilkenny. Um, do you think the girls are getting enough of an insight? Yeah, absolutely. Like what the Borough did was just absolutely amazing there a few week, weekends ago. And, you know, within Kilkenny, it can be very competitive. But once it goes to the All-Ireland level, I think it's so nice for the whole county to get behind the likes of the Borough, the likes of Tullaher, And we have O'Loughlin's obviously this weekend. So it's great to see the whole county coming together and supporting the clubs. 
Yeah, it's great. I mean, in terms of your own involvement in sport, what do you think was the biggest benefit that you had from being uh, involved at that, at that level? I suppose I'm still involved now out in Clara and I think just the camaraderie, camaraderie um, between the girls, like having that group of people that you can go out and have a release from everyday life, like it's totally... Um, you're not thinking about your job, you're not thinking about study or school, you're just able to go out there and train and that's why I'm in it for, like I'm not in it for the competitive aspect, it's for me it's a social thing and just going out and enjoying yourself and having somewhere that you can do exercise together in a safe environment and have a bit of crack. So many sports struggle to get girls through that 13 to 16, 17 age bracket while still participating. Uh, I, I would suggest probably GAA does it better than most. Why would you think that is? I think it's the fact that all of your peers are doing it. I mean, if you're in the likes of Clara National School and everyone from a young age is taking part, you're obviously going to want to be with your friends, hanging out. And even as you get older, like it's still the same people out there. So I think that's why the GA does it so well, because it's a whole community is involved and everyone's included. Um, I do think it gets competitive as you get a bit older. Um, I know out in Clara, like I'd be a very social player than a competitive player is what I say. Um, it'd be great to have the like of a junior team and maybe if there was more players out there, we could have a junior team that would be a bit more, you know, it could be crack and then there could be the competitive side of things with the senior team. Um, so, yeah, it is a struggle to definitely get, especially girls, to stay involved um, so that we can have those junior, intermediate and senior teams. Do you think you need more female coaching? I mean, would you, would you have a personal interest in getting involved in coaching at some point into the future and, and coaching those young camogie players? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I know ourselves, like we've had mainly male coaches and say like dads getting involved and stuff like that. So yeah, it'd be great to see more female um, coaches involved, definitely. And Eugene, you obviously, as you said, been involved in the club for so long. Have you seen a huge increase over those last number of years? Um, couple of decades now, I hope you won't mind me saying at this stage, in terms of, uh, the, <laughs> you're more than welcome, I said a couple of decades, I could have said more, um, but in terms of the, the women's involvement within the club, be it a committee level, organisational level, or in terms of participation in the actual sport itself? Well, the participation in the sport itself, uh, at every level, women are involved, and uh, of course, that's the way it should be, but I'll have to say, I, I worked in America for some time, and if you really want to see how the GAA functions and how it works, it's not just a sport, it's a family. It's an incredible family to be involved with. When I was in, 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 when I was in the States, if you were there, you were embraced by the GA. The, uh, you, you, they made sure you had a job, you had a place to stay. It was quite incredible. And what they have done right across the world is, is incredible. I, I, I was watching last night, actually, just total coincidence. I was looking at uh, some English guys looking at the sport for the first time. And it's hilarious to, to see them, but... They are absolutely fascinated at the speed of the game, at the skill of the game. And it's, it's just an incredible sport. And, of course, women's involvement in the sport, in the management, in all the way up through the ranks, that's, that's obviously to be welcomed. Yeah, I mean, we've also seen um, a few different documentaries over the last couple of years. Sky, for example, in the UK, taking some of their big UK soccer sports stars and other sports stars over to view the game. They were amazed by it. And in just the last year, we've seen, we've seen clubs cropping up, for example, in places in Africa. We've spoken to clubs like that. Um, I wonder what we ever see in our lifetime, not just a, a, a county final not just an all-ireland final but maybe a, a a world cup of gaa sports at some well, point in the future well what, what i'd say is i i, I remember traveling through boston and, and stopping in to see a kilkenny tipperary game and uh, some of the americans that were there 
were just absolutely blown away with, with hurling. And when you say a world sport, I, I, I would say that a lot of them would think uh, there was far too much training involved, far too much speed involved, and maybe it's much easier. American football would be an awful lot nicer. Too much, very much, too much like hard work. Well, we're talking on the Friday panel today to Councillor Eugene McGuinness and Aoife Ward from the village playing for Clara. Um, we'll continue our chats about all things GA, all things this area of Kilkenny and get the views on both of our panellists from a couple of different angles and different aspects of Irish society in just a few moments. But now we're going to take a short break. The KCLR Daily, on air, online and on smart speaker. With thanks to Fairgreen Shopping Centre Curlew, with a fantastic range of shops, food outlets and a state-of-the-art IMC cinema. See fairgreen.ie.